We be doing it up Brooklyn style. What does it take to get you out? Six o'clock. It's time for the very last joke workshop here in the physical space of mutinyradio.fm and .sf. Uh, we will be moving in January to Galleria Rama, which is on Polk Street, and that's going to be great. But this is the last one here, and we've got comedians, and we're going to run it the way, I guess, the way it used to, where uh, we uh, give comments and pay attention and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's always nice if you're a good audience for each other and, um, you know, pay attention to one another and whatever they're doing on stage. Um, cool. Well, this is it. Uh, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night. It's Sheridan. Never take we did it like that and now we do it like this. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Go inside your Thank you, Pam. Oh my god, the last and Mike here. This is such a cool room, but anything Pam does is cool, so I'm sure it will remain amazing. Um so yes, I'm uh, does does anyone uh what do you do you drink alcohol? What do you drink? <laughs> I like the way she says that. She's like, yeah. Yeah, I think I haven't Beer. Okay. Okay. I'm a, well, I'm, you know, a social drinker and I feel most social when I'm at home alone. I do drink the, the vodka, um, actually is my favorite. It tastes and smells like a blueberry pie, um, which reminds me of my grandma cause she's an alcoholic. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're doing there, and I'm uh, I'm on a grain well I'm on a grain-free diet. Really, it's very very strict, I- except for the vodka, the grain grain vodka. Um, so let's see, I'm uh, I'm been stressed out. I've been I I feel like I'm still in COVID. I'm like you know I feel like I'm for two years I was at home in a robe with it being held together by a chip clip. Uh, that's 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 all I'm saying. It, it was a good time. I'm stressed out, so I do yoga to handle my stress and they say to personalize the poses to make them really work for you. I've done that and I really like it. I have one where I lean forward, I cradle my head in my hand and it's called, I'll never drink again. <laughs> yes, that's, um, that's going well. Uh, so I was in the Tenderloin last week and uh, someone asked me if I was a prostitute. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes. Uh, I, yeah, we're all like, yeah, it's going around, it's going around. But then less than a minute later, someone asked me if I was a social worker, right? So I get it, like, I'm the prostitute who cares. I just want you to get a heart on. Can I give you head and a hug? <laughs> you can pay me in candy kisses. Yeah, I was married for five years, um, and it didn't work out. Whatever, what a, I don't do the whole blame thing, right? That's so done. Uh, people are just different. Like, for example, I'm an introvert and he's a pervert. That's the main way. And it was a little more complicated, a little more intense, a little more complicated. He transitioned uh, during the marriage. Uh, he transitioned into a total asshole, uh, actually. So, so anyway, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm like, Oh, are they going to get mad at me for saying transitioned? For saying the old way that we used to say transition? Okay, so yes. Um, and, you know, I'm a little bitter. I think you can see that. Um, 
And it's, I, I, I don't like to blame my mother, but you know, she's a little intense. She had a knee replacement surgery recently and uh, we were hoping they could replace her soul, but that wasn't covered by Medicare. So, uh, but, and then her knees were like healed really quickly. Like within two weeks, she was able to walk the flight of stairs to my apartment. So I had a new f flight put in. Uh, <laughs> and then she was, uh, let's see, what else was she? You know what? I was a bad student. Really? Anyone else? Was anyone else? A, you, <laughs> you were, I like the pride. I like the pride. People aren't just like, yeah, me. They're like, yes. Yes, I was, I used to make F, a few Fs, not all Fs, and I would loop in the top part of the F and the, the t and to make it look like a B, and she bought it, she bought it, and she said, um, Sheridan, Bs are great, but do you ever think one day you can make an A? And I'm like, sure, bring me a pin and a straight edge. <laughs> I'll make you an A. So guys, I'm going to cut it a little early. My, my um, elderly neighbor is locked out of her house, and I have the only key, so she's standing there in the rain. And I'm like, I know you're old. I know you've got some problems, but I'm going to do my fucking set first. So thank you, guys. <laughs> you have been amazing. Put your hands together for Sheridan. <laughs> you're already a soulless monster. Good for you. Get the set in before you save the old lady. I like the way you think. No, we don't have time. She has to let, she literally has to let an old lady into a house. That's not even a joke. That's like real. There's an old lady in the rain right now. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Kelly Kaufman. So, um, my mom's Puerto Rican, uh, and she's very secretive. Like, she didn't even teach me Spanish because she didn't want me to know what she was saying about me in front of my face. Um, which... Which sucks, you know, like, I feel like I missed out on the culture of being Puerto Rican, except for the rice and beans and the abuse, you know. Um, my mom gets really pissed when I say that. She'll be like, Kelly, Kelly, that wasn't abuse. That was love. Stupid. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Um, my my family, you know, I'm really lucky, you know, because you know how like immigrant families are all crazy and abusive. Like my my family wasn't like that. I really lucked out. You know, I came from a good family. They sacrificed everything for me. They worked really hard. You know, like they they went many nights not eating, not sleeping, going to multiple schools, working so hard to make sure I became the first generation in our family to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. I I should be grateful, honestly. You know, being Puerto Rican and half Jewish, like that literally got me into private school. Um, you know, because half Jew, so white. Um, but only half Puerto Rican. So they knew I wouldn't cut anybody. I hate the stereotypes, you know, like people come up to me and they're always like, oh, you're Jewish, you're going to take my money. Oh, you're Puerto Rican, you know, you're going to fight me, you're going to fight people. No, no, but I'll write a Yelp review that'll cut your business. Yeah, I, I would do that. I will cut your profits. Yes, I will. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm a millennial. Okay. I, I'm a millennial and ew, but I know that because my mom is still raising me. Okay. It's fine. I'm embarrassed too. Um, but you know, here's the thing, like people don't give millennials enough credit. Like people forget that millennials were the ones to go to therapy and actually become aware of their trauma and then still have kids with people they hate. Okay. Millennials, millennials saw the light and then turned it off and went back to sleep. Okay. That was us. That was, that was us, you know, um, I think that means one minute. So, I mean, I will say, you know, I, yes, I'm very hard on myself, obviously, but I really see that when I look at celebrity kids, cause their parents gave them entire careers and I feel like crap cause my stepdad pays for my Netflix and my rent and my food and my meds. I'm just, I pay for my own meds, okay? They're only $5 with my insurance that my stepdad pays for. Um, all right, I think that's it for me. Thank you. Good night. All right, we have a special treat in the house. Uh, just headlined Cobbs last Sunday. Clap your hands together in a wild slappy like emotion for Spencer Devine. Everyday peepholes. Okay. So I was wondering what jokes I was gonna do, and then this happened when I was riding here on the bus, and I was super intrigued. So I thought I'd let you guys know. Uh, so this individual gets on the bus. I did not ask their pronouns, so I will not gender them in this story. They were a person. So a person was sitting on the Muni bus, the 14, and they start singing Enya's, uh, what's the song called? Only Time. Do you guys know the song Only Time? Who can say where the road goes? Where the day flows, only time. Okay, so they're singing this to themselves. And I'm very intrigued. I'm just like, hell yeah, you sing Enya to yourself on the bus. No one around to care or give a fuck. No headphones, just singing. <laughs> not, not singing along from memory. Then this individual blows my mind. They take out their phone and they dial a number. Who can say where the way flows, where the road goes, only time. And I'm like, God damn, someone needed to hear this Enya right now. And then they hang up the phone. Not over. Because they dial a new number and they go, and who can say if your love grows and your heart shows only time? I don't know if it was the same person or not. They could be singing the song progressively through their contact list 
I didn't get to follow up because then they dial another number. Who can say when your heart sighs as your love flies? Only time. Okay, and then they hang up, and I'm like, God damn, almost two verses. What's gonna come? And then they dial one more number, and I'm like, this has gotta be the culmination. And they're like, so if you still want that mattress, just let me know. What? 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 I wish I could write a better ending to the story, but that's what happened. I I don't know, like, and it makes me wonder, like, who they were calling. Like, is this a stranger? Cause, like, that's not how you end your phone calls. That's how you end your relationships. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's it. I, I, I want to put some more tags in it, but it's real fresh. It just happened. So that's real-time comedy. Real-time comedy with Spencer Devine. Mind-blowing bus stories. You got to put them all together and, and talk to Eugenia Chin of Muni Diaries. They have a great show and it's all stories about Muni. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's not always comedy. It's like storytelling so people actually listen. Whether you're funny or not, although he's hilarious. Digging a hole. <laughs> I love him. Spencer Devine. Yay. Clap your hands together. Or, yeah, there you go. Yay. See how I ruined it? See how I just completely sank the energy for our next comedian? <laughs> Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Mark Palchik. Put the lime in the coconut. I'm 73. That's not funny. I mean, I rarely know what day it is. I got up this morning and I got dressed for church. Getting dressed for church on Monday morning. That is so stupid. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. You know, this time of year, it is really tough. This is the Christmas season. Merry Christmas, all. But I'm Jewish. It's tough being Jewish in a Christian country. You know, we don't have Christmas, so we get no presents. We don't have Easter, so we get no candy. And we don't have foreskins, so we get... Uh, more satisfaction, actually. And I hate it. Every year I was in the choir, and we always had to sing all these Christmas carols about Jesus this and baby Jesus that and Christ this. And it's really tough, especially after the Christmas concert. Annually, it was a tradition. Mike Dawson would jump me and beat the shit out of me because he wanted to see my horns. What an idiot. I got rid of those when I was circumcised. <laughs> At my age, most of my doctors are either dead or retired. So I had to get new doctors, but I'm only gonna, I don't want one of those immigrant doctors. I want a real American doctor. So I got a American Indian doctor. <laughs> Her family came over before Columbus and she's great, except she calls me peas too often. And it turns out, that my, could you at least laugh at the right point? You're really messing me up. 
I'll, I'll write it out for you later. <laughs> Where was I? Columbus. Columbus. Turns out I'm also pre-Columbian. According to the Mormons, the Plains Indians are descendants of the lost ten tribes of Israel, which so shalom, Kimasabi. Hey, I think America is great. For over 6,000 years, you all been trying to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. But here in America, the land of the free, the land home of the brave, you let us eat bacon and marry your women. So we've assimilated. You've done what the rest of the world hasn't been able to do. The final solution, genocide by assimilation. But look, don't, don't believe what those Jew haters say. We don't control the media. We don't control the banks. And good golly, Miss Molly, we did not sink the Titanic. That was an iceberg, not a Goldberg. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you something else. Look, I may be Jewish. I am Jewish. But I stand, and there's a little conflict going over there in the Middle East. And I have to tell you that I stand with the Israelis and the Palestinian people, just not their asshole extremists. Because equating all Israelis and Palestinians with their extremists is like assuming that all Phillies fans are assholes. Oh, bad example. <laughs> You're right. Hey, look, I hate that just because I'm over 70, people think that I'm old. Then on the BART, pregnant women give me their seat. And then my only pickup line is help. I fall and I can't get it up. But, but I get it. I get it. You know, young man, 22, dreams of having a mistress who's young and sexy and will dress up like a nurse. Old man in 92 dreams of having a mistress, that's a nurse. Look, I'm not old. I walk my dog every day, twice a day for two hours. Should only be an hour and a half, but that damn dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee. I'm Mark Palchek. Shalom, Kimasabi. I know. GD knows exactly where not to laugh. He's he's a master. It's like it's its own. It's it's he just it's. You give a whole new median meaning to audience. Uh, your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. Glad that he's here. Put your hands together for Marcus Howard. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, y'all? I uh, I used to have a, a crippling video game addiction which is probably one of the most embarrassing addictions to have, you know, because like a lot of the addictions you can end like you can end up like getting laid or something. But like with a video game addiction, your rock bottom is just you hanging out in front of a GameStop being like, hey, man, I'll suck your dick for some Mario Kart. You know, like I uh, I also, you know, I remember I my my family is like mostly like Christian. Right. And like so in most Christian households, they always have up like a painting of Jesus, like on the, you know, while he's being like whipped or like they have like, you know, a cross up and he's up there hanging. And, you know, that always like feels weird to me that like they all have this like these imagery, this imagery of like their favorite guy and like one of his worst moments. Right. Like that's like if my mom had a painting of me up like one time where I came too fast, you know, like. You know, it's just so weird to me. Like, I don't know. You don't have to do that. Like, no other religion is doing that. Like, you know, like I would say, like, like no, uh, no Buddhists are having like paintings of Buddha losing a foot to diabetes or something. You know, or like, 
Or, you know, like Indians don't have any like statues of Ganesha being hunted for ivory, you know? And so like, I just don't understand like why you need to do that. It's so weird. Like even like some of the like the, the jewelry and stuff like the icon- iconography, like everybody wears the cross, which is like that's the thing that he died on. So, but they do it to like honor Jesus. That's like if I wanted to honor my grandfather. And so I started wearing earrings with like hospital gurneys on it, you know? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I got to figure it out. There's something funny there. I got to figure it out. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this story, but like my mom, she's, uh, she's engaged. She has a fiance. He's a really cool guy. His name is David. I remember one time my mom, she was out. She was like traveling for a little bit. And she was coming back from this long trip. And I was like hanging out, helping around the house. And my, uh, my soon-to-be stepdad, David, he was like, hey, I wanted to do something really nice for your mom, but I, I have to work a double tonight. So do you think you'd help me out? And I was like, yeah, of course, I got you. He's like, you know, I wanted to like maybe like lay out some rose petals and stuff. Like, could you maybe like help me out with that? And I wasn't thinking that there was anything weird about that, right? And so like I go out, I buy a bunch of these roses, and I start laying out all these rose petals up the stairs. And he's like, you know, can you maybe like make it into a, a shape of a heart on the bed? And then like, you know, maybe could you light some candles and stuff and so i go do all of that stuff and then like a few days later i'm like i'm pretty sure i just helped my stepdad fuck my mom you know like that's <laughs> super weird dude <laughs> like i don't even know how to unpack that yet but that's like I, that's definitely what happened it's no lot it's no way he's like you know like light some candles buy some lube me and your mom are just gonna hold hands tonight um let's see i uh i have a uh, I i uh I think that anti-Semitism is fucking retarded. I think it's so stupid, dude. I don't understand it at all. Like, like some of the stuff, like these anti-Semitic people, like the conspiracy theories that they believe in are so crazy. Like I saw one that was like, you know, the Jews have a weather machine. They can control the, the weather with the machine. And that one doesn't make any sense to me because if you know any Jewish people, they only complain about the weather all the time, right? Like, you know, like you think that if you had the keys to the machine, then you'd probably make shit more hospitable to you. I learned what the word... <laughs> humidity was because of my jewish friend we were in kindergarten dude we were hanging out we were playing on the on the playground and he was like you know does it feel a little humid here and i was like what's human he's like you know like this the climate is not okay all right okay all right there's something there with that one too i uh all right here's the last one is that i was watching a documentary about tourette's we know about tourette's right like you know it, like it, it's a condition it makes people say like you know things that are horribly offensive or whatever you know, it's a tick. Uh, that made me think, I wonder if there's anybody in the South that has, like, a woke version of Tourette's, you know? Like, there's just somebody in the middle of a church sermon. They're like, ah, her body, her choice, you know? Like, something like that. <laughs> you know, or there's somebody in the Klan, and they're just like, ah, Black Lives Matter, you know? <laughs> like, something like that, like, right? And then all the people in the Klan are like, who said that? You know, because they're wearing the hoods. Um, I don't know. I think that ter- I think that Tourette's is probably like if you have Tourette's and you're an undercover racist, that has to be like winning the lottery, right? Because you could just let that shit rip and nobody can call you out on it, right? Because then afterwards, if they try to, you could be like, "I have a condition, you ableist fuck," you know? Okay, all right. That's been my time. I'm Marcus Howard. Bye. <laughs> Keep your hands clapping for one of the OG homies of uh, Mutiny Radio. It's Rachel Pinson. All right. Um, 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 uh, like, like, um, um, like, um, um, like, like, um, um, like, like, um, like, 
um um like like um um uh, like like um like um um like like um um like like um like um like um um like like um um like like um like um like um um like like um um like um like um like yeah thank you I'm just getting that out so I don't have to do it at punchline, you know? That was for Pam. This is the last, this is the last joke workshop of Muni Radio, you guys, that's so sad. Yeah, I'm getting sentimental, fuck you guys, I don't care. Hey, I used to say that like, did you know that Muni Radio had liability insurance for the performers? What? Yeah, and now that Muni Radio is not a thing anymore after this, I'm gonna have to, not tell them I got my yeast infection in this bathroom. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Um, so, I had an alcoholic father. Did you guys have alcoholic fathers? Anyone? Yeah. Yeah, you got a woo. Got a, yeah. We got a woo. We got a yeah. We got a woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> woo. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I had an alcoholic father, but he was great. Actually, he was awesome. <laughs> Uh, he was a very happy drunk. He would just tell me that he loved me and he was proud of me all the time, which was great. And I'm like, you can also pick me up from softball practice. <laughs> <And> like, <it's, laughs> that would be cool. And I got it from him. I'm also a very happy drunk. I'm a very happy, fun drunk. And that's why I know I don't have a problem. You guys just get drunk with me. It's fun. I'm a fun person, all right? I'm cool. I went to college with George Santos, you guys. <laughs> and that guy can party. <laughs> we were flip cup champions, all right? <laughs> we went all the way to state. So we, we got beat by Michigan, but you know, whatever. It's cold there, I get it. Uh, we once we um, rescued a bunch of dying dogs from a burning building and then we adopt them out to like a bunch of orphans and rehab you know like we that was our charity organization that was cool those dogs later did a drag show they raised funds we were trying to raise funds and i hope i'm glad he was kicked out of congress because now we're raising funds for pigeons to get their scholarships to juilliard and it's gonna be a really, you guys know who George Santos is? I'm like, all right, I'm losing it. It's cool. Like, like, um, um, like, like, we can go back to that. People love, people love melodicness. Oh man, I'm gonna get sentimental. This is my first open mic ever was at Muni Radio and it's gonna be sad that this is right here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for laughing at that. Thank you for laughing at my pain and sorrow, because that's what we're here for. I should probably land on something strong. I recently had sex with this uh, trans woman, and she was really hot. <laughs> but afterwards, she's like, I'm sorry I didn't come. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I have to be the one to tell you that um, it doesn't matter if a woman comes. You know, like that's, that's not how sex works. It's not how sex works. It's not how I was taught. All right, thanks everyone. Thanks for being here. Rachel Pinson, everyone, hooray. Yeah, she came to Mutiny Radio because she listened to us online first and then she actually, she's, yeah. I know, and then she actually came and it's funny. 
Uh, all right, your next comedian. So excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Honiton Ortiz. Hell yeah. Thank you, everyone. Happy holidays. You had a good Thanksgiving. It's time for friends and family. You guys ever make out with your cousin before? Uh, yeah, me neither. Um, look at this. I got backup mic. This is amazing. I, uh, um, yeah, this is the last mutiny radio. It's sad. Pam's going to Greece. I'm sad. Pam's going to Greece because they invented butt fucking there. That's amazing. This is, they use olive oil as lube, I think. Um, I uh, just came from a Craigslist date. What's up, y'all? Don't knock it. Craigslist. <laughs> you got to move a couch or two. You got to move a mattress, but eventually you move that dick. You know what I'm saying? All right. She started talking about love languages. I don't know what that is. She's like, what's your love language? I'm like, Spanish. Like, I don't. She explained it to me. She's like, well, she said, my love language is gifts. Gifts, right? Uh, like iPads and iPhones. I'm like, oh, you're a gold digging whore. Okay, now I, now I understand. Well, I'm a comic and I get paid in drink tickets. So my gift for you is words of affirmation. All right. <laughs> help me workshop this joke, please. Help me. I have a leftover Halloween joke, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, zombies are just unwrapped mummies. All right, you're right, I'll use it next year. I will use it next year, you're right. Um, I was just in the marina, there's a lot of yoga pants, a lot of yoga pants. This girl bent over, I'm trying to write jokes, this girl bends over, I could see her ovaries, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, yo, ma'am, the, 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 the store sign says no pets allowed, but you brought your camel toe, like what's happening? All right, yeah, help me punch this up. Thank you, workshop, yeah. Um, I got, hey, fuck. Um, yeah. You guys got any questions for me at this point, ladies and gentlemen? Who's next, by the way? I'm just at, no, I, okay, what's up? Um, I, I did this shit. I got the, the warrior's cut, the mohawk to honor my Aztec ancestors, ladies and gentlemen. It's in my blood. My dad was a uh, my dad was a championship fighter in Mexico, man. Uh, my my grandfather was in the civil Mexican Civil War. Uh, me, I am employee of the month at Taco Bell, so it's like, yeah. I always fear, like I always wonder where I would fit in in the tribe, like as an Aztec. My biggest fear is that like I would end up like as a basket weaver back. You know what I mean? I I'm I I'm Honk it, just do it, just fucking honk that shit. My nips are hard, this is weird. That's a minute, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man, I feel good. I feel good, man. I hope you guys have a good Christmas, y'all, you know? I hope all uh, your dreams come true, you know? I hope your jokes go well tonight. Whether you talk about Tinder or like dog walking, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing up here. Uh, I'm going to quit comedy. I'm going back to college. I'm going to become a vet or something. Pam, I love you. Thanks for doing this. It was one of my first open mics as well. Pam, thank you. Let's hear it for Pam, y'all. Thank you. Hey.
Uh, there's so many old books uh, here with everybody's name and the lists and all that stuff. It's wild. Um, yay, Hannah Ortiz. Okay, uh, your next comedian is new to the room. Clap your hands together for Mira. <laughs> That was very tall. Hi, my name is Mira Patel. Is this thing working? Yeah. Okay, great. And no, I don't know your dentist uh, or your podiatrist or the owner of the last motel you stayed at. I have a lot of those. Um, I love it here. I moved here from Texas about a year ago, mainly because of the weather. It got so hot that our women's rights evaporated. <laughs> I am taking a break from dating. It is rough out there. My friend got dumped in the middle of chemo. <laughs> it's okay, her hair is growing back beautifully, unlike his receding hairline. I think I know what my problem is with dating. I like my men like I like my coffee. Tall, dark, and just hot enough to last a little while. <laughs> My last relationship was shorter than a bout of COVID. It was three weeks. Some people have COVID for longer than my last relationship. I have not had COVID yet though. I'm so undateable, even COVID doesn't want me. <laughs> I do like to get into long distance breakups for some reason. So my last breakup, this guy invites me to Italy on Valentine's Day and takes me on a sunset tour of Rome with wine. And then he was like, wait, you thought this was a date? So this guy pulled out a full-on bachelor finale, full-on Vatican and chill, and forgot the chill. I would have rather he taken my money rather than, I don't know, I'm still working on where that goes. <laughs> my parents have a really cute story. They met on the side of the road. My dad's from Zimbabwe, my mom's from Mumbai. My mom's car broke down. He get, got her number, he lost it. They got set up on an arranged marriage date an hour, a year and a half later. They are happily married. Meanwhile, I'm so white, I asked my mom for an mar arranged marriage and she was like, yeah, I don't think that's gonna work for you. I think the problem is I like to date South Asian American guys. These guys, it's like dating someone with multiple personality disorder. They either think they're white and want to date a blonde girl because of internalized racism, or worse, they think they're black and can say the N-word because they grew up in the hood. And by the hood, they usually mean Fremont. So we all know what my problem is. I'm bitter. One time I asked a guy if he was gonna break up with me on the way to the airport. He said no, comforted me for 20 minutes, and then did it the next day. So this guy was so panicked about the thought of breaking up with me that he crowdsourced when, where, and how to do it from me. I've never been so insulted. And then these other guys, they're so scared of things, okay? I don't, I don't understand what's so scary. My ex was scared of my rabbit, and it wasn't even a vibrator. Yeah, that's all I got. Thank you, guys. Keep your hands clapping for Mira. Yay. Uh, your next comedian is another stalwart of the Mutiny Radio family. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Uh, oh. 
I just I I didn't know whether to do this in the beginning or at the end, but I'm gonna get mushy, mushy, mushy. This is the last Mutiny Radio joke workshop, everybody. So I think we, we all should give a big cheer to Pam and thank her for all her time and effort. Thank you, Pam. It means a lot to me, and I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss telling bad jokes that are new, hot off the press, and not going anywhere, and getting some feedback that tells me how to go with them. Here's one. I think the whole issue around pronouns, the he, she, and they, can be solved if we said he, she, and e, capital E. That is the new term, because they is too confusing. They is plural, and I don't, I can't deal with that. They went, where did they go? It's more than one person, right? It's not just a single person. E, where did E go? Then you can say, E went after F, or before F. All right, we're working on that one. Uh, I'm out of sorts lately. I had some, some sorts, but now I'm out of them. I don't know where to go to get some new sorts. Everywhere I went, they were out of sorts. I can't wait till we're back in sorts. <laughs> All right, thank you. Here's one that I tried before. I don't know if it'll if it will work again, but we'll give. Oh, shot. Where'd it happen? Sorry. Um, suicide checklist. One, reason to die. Two, means to that end. Three, suicide note, very important. Four, despair. Five, regrets. Six, doubt. Seven, anxiety. Despair, regrets, doubt, anxiety. Despair, regrets, doubt, anxiety. Reason to die, reason to die. Reason to live, reason to live, reason to live, reason to die. <laughs> Do you get where that's from? That's Beethoven's fifth? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's important, but it's, I don't know, whatever. Um, oh, I know. Uh, this is a joke in, for, in still formation because it, like Spencer, it happened on the bus when I was coming over here. I was trying to concentrate and think about jokes that I wanted to tell, new stuff, and there were people talking, and you do talk on the bus, but some people's voices carry really, they register, they just hit you. And this lady was, well, I think she was a lady, I don't know. She was a, um, a person, like Spencer said, with her dog and another person with his dog, or e-dog, <laughs> and they were talking, and they were talking and talking and talking, and I'm trying to concentrate, and I kept looking at them and thinking, I don't hear them, I'm not listening to them, I'm not, I'm gonna go above them so that I can hear them in the background, but I can still concentrate, and it's really hard to do that. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but yeah, you're shaking your head. It's hard to concentrate when other So then they got off the bus at, at Mission, and they were replaced by a guy who got on, he sat in the back, and then he moved up, and he sat right opposite me, of course. And he's talking, and he's, he's gone to church, and he's trying to tell this other lady to go to church with him because he's singing at Christmas. And I don't have it. There's nothing else to report because he, I got off the bus. But... <laughs> 
But it's, I don't know, I guess it's the overall arcing thing is just how we um, interact with other people and how they come into our lives and they talk and they, and now we're, t like Spencer's sharing his joke about the, the guy and I'm sharing my joke about this lady with the dog and the other dog and the, mine doesn't make sense. And, but it, it's a joke workshop, so uh, <laughs> thank you, God. All right. Uh, anything else to report? Happy, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and uh, good um, New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Lauren Kraut, the amazing Lauren Kraut. Nothing left to report from the bus stories of today. I'll tell, when I, when I go up, I'll tell you my bus story from last night, too. People are, San Francisco's falling apart, man. People are, these people, some people got egos on them. Ooh, and they're talking to you on the bus. Okay, your next comedian, uh, uh, kind of new to the scene, but glad that he's here. Put your hands together for Bailey. All right, thank you. I just started going, and I can't believe this is the last one. It's crazy, Pam. Um, so uh, I'm a young white guy trying to make his way through the modern world. <laughs> and it's a very interesting time period right now because society's decided to take a look at some of the things that we have, and they're like, you know what? We need a relaunch, a glow up, a fresh new face to go with the times. And they've done that with a few things, right? Like Volkswagen. They used to put all their engines and the tanks and the cars that were driven by the Nazis. And now they're like, oh, hey, you know, we make electric vehicles. Want to go camping? Forget our war crimes, right? Land of Lakes Butter used to have a little Native American woman on the box. They took her away, and now they call it Lakes Butter. They took the Native and the land away. How do you feel about that? The Butter people thought that was a good idea. <laughs> and even Captain America, right? Did we see Endgame? Remember the end of that? Cap shows back up at the end. He's like 130 years old. He can't lift his shield up anymore, so he gives it to his black friend, the Falcon, right? And now Papa Doc from 8 Mile is the new Captain America, right? So I think the next thing that we need to do is we need to relaunch the white guy, right? We need to go to like some madman advertising agency and figure this out. The problem, though, is that anytime they do something like this with a group or an item, it always ends up the same way. It's a conference room filled with a hundred of the most average-looking white guys you've ever seen. Three men, men in three-piece suits walk in. They're like, gentlemen, thank you for coming today. Is there anything that I can get you? White claw, mayonnaise, monster energy drink, mayonnaise. No, we're good. We just had uh, four locos before we came in here. Fantastic. All right. Listen, uh, we've been kicking the ball around on this idea, and we've come up with some Cracker Jack answers for you, and we think you're really going to love it. I'm going to turn it over to my head creative, Bill. Bill, take it away. Bill's like, all right, guys, look. Um, we locked ourselves in a conference room for two weeks to try and figure this out. We, we shit into chip bags, and we came out smelling like Expo markers of Chinese food. That is just how committed we are to rebranding the white guy. All right? We came up with a plan. Phase one of the plan, the face of the white guy. Our first option. Idris Elba is the new face of the white man. Question, do we get the dick with the face? John, I told you this was gonna happen. What did I say? We need to pivot, right? If you give a mouse a cookie, they're gonna want a dick to go with it. 
No, sir. You have to keep your own dick. We don't want that. We want his dick. <laughs> All right, moving on. Pedro Pascal is the new face of white man. He's hot and trending right now. Mandalorian, Game of Thrones, Last of Us. And we just kind of figured, like, this is the way, right? Doesn't he sell drugs? It's an excellent question, sir. No. That was another character that he played on a show. Pedro Pascal does not sell drugs. He's an actor. That means he is versatile. He could play multiple roles. I don't think a guy that sells drugs should be our place. No, no, no. That was when he was Pablo Escobar. This is Pedro, not Pablo. We don't want him. Fine. All right. Last one. <sighs> Richard Ramirez is the new face of the white man. No, I know that guy. He kills people. Yes, he does, sir. But think about it. The Night Stalker. Who doesn't picture serial murder when they see a white man? <laughs> All right. That killed. All right. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Keep your hands clapping. Herb Ailey. All right, happy to see your next comedian in the room. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay! Let's go to Clown Town. <laughs> <laughs> Had a coffee today, if you can't tell. Had a coffee. I mean, just cold brew, you know? And that gives me, like, a euphoric high. Like, people act like it's normal. That gives me fucking... Dude, I'll be zero. I have a little bit of cold brew. I'll turn into, like, a jackass character, man. I'll be in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoa. <laughs> all right. By the way, for context, this is just all the shit I was like, I'm too scared to do. And then I was like, oh, last night at Mutiny. I have a lot of these. Like, this is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful fucking place to do this, man. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. There's a catch to that, though. <laughs> um, no, nah, man, I wish I could keep my energy up like normal, you know? I don't know. About the only time I can get high energy naturally is if someone puts like a, a banging classic rock song on, you know? Dude, I'll get like Steve Irwin. Like, imagine if a crocodile walked in this room and Steve Irwin was in here. That's the energy I'll get if you put on like a Pink Floyd. You know, just, oh, oh mate, dark side of the moon. Who put this on? <laughs> We're going for it, y'all. <laughs> Um, oh, here's one. Actually, I'm really excited about this one. All right. <clears throat> Daddy. 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 All right, and if you listen to that backwards, that's a pretty cool satanic message for you. All right, let's see here. What else we got? Oh, crowd work. All right, this is really new for me. <laughs> We're gonna do some real crowd work, because this is really, I never have done crowd work before, okay? Can I have like a willing subject? Anyone? Okay, you. Uh, it's, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Right, and I know sometimes crowd work is hard work, but it's, it's, it's meaningful. We did a lot here tonight. Good job, everybody. Thank you. All right. Never again, by the way. That was the one and only Samuel West crowd work. Um, I'm thinking about changing my name to Sambo. Because I found out Sam West is this English guy. Is that a bad idea, Pam? It's the last night. I want you to say yes or no. Sambo. It's not? <laughs> Sambo it is. First show, Sambo West, everybody. All right, let's do it. That was also an idea I never tried. So, <laughs> um, 
All right, here's a joke. I think there might be a nugget here, but I haven't figured out the wording. So I would actually love feedback on this. Um, I've always wanted dreadlocks, like seriously. Like, and I'm not talking stylistically, okay? I'm not talking about getting my hair partitioned and all that. I'm talking about like natural. I listened to too much Bob Marley. I want to let my hair do its thing. And over the course of six or seven years, Congos develop and I have nice, natural, stylistic dreadlocks, okay? But I've had many partners tell me this is a little insensitive, it's a little culturally wrong being white and whatnot. So I've never done it, okay? But with that context, whether or not you agree with that, I just want to point out that's kind of like interesting, right? Like that means that's the only time you can neglect a part of your body until it becomes racist. You know? Like you no other part of your body if you just let it go is culturally insensitive. You know, like if you know, no one's like, hey, uh, maybe Justin Trudeau just doesn't have a good nighttime routine washing his face. You know, <laughs> That's not blackface. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> All right, guys. I just want to say that uh, it's a very special thing to have a place where you can come down and uh, just explore ideas with other people. And I thank you, Pam. Appreciate it. Keep your hands clapping for Sam West. Yay. All right. Uh, we'll just keep it going. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Melissa Christine. I can't believe this is the last joke workshop. And I know I'm new here and I'm not a sentimental person. Someone told me I'm dressed like Waldo. <laughs> I'm going for candy cane. Because <laughs> I don't have a holiday sweater, thanks. Uh, I read that 8% of magicians are women. And that's like 8% more than I thought. <laughs> if there was a way for that to be like 50% more than I thought, that would be true. I don't know what like a negative female physician, physician, magician, they're the same. <laughs> this is magic. No, I don't know what a negative female magician would be. I guess it would be like if, uh, if like a woman or a girl was like, maybe I'll be a magician. Actually, no, I should just kill myself. That's what that would be. But I, I feel really conflicted about so few women in magic because as a feminist, I want there to be more female representation in male-dominated fields. But the reason I want that is because I want more respect. And I don't know if magic is like the field to really fight for equality. I think that would be like a negative... I, think, I understand the irony of this as a female comedian, of like saying that. But it is kind of how I feel about how like 1% of murderers are women. Because part of me is like, come on, ladies. And the other part of me is like, oh, no, 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 not like that. No, we have to like still have a semblance of superiority. And like, I'm a feminist, and feminism is, it's really about gender equality. Feminism does not mean believing that women are better than men. So technically, I'm not a feminist. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I don't know the, 
I don't know what I am. I just know I'm superior to men. That's all I know. <laughs> it's just my thoughts, you guys. I think the term trauma is a little overused these days, especially by my people, um, well-meaning, self-absorbed white women. I just don't think every bad thing that happens is trauma. Like, example, I was at a game night. Alexis didn't want to play games because of her childhood trauma. Maybe don't go to a game night. And also, we didn't ask. But the trauma is that growing up, playing games, her parents would like cheat the rules of the games to help her sister win more. That's not trauma. That's, I don't know, it's just not being the favorite child. Most of us are not the favorite child. For sure, not in this room. We are comedians. We need validation and attention. Yesterday, I read that, uh, and by read, I mean I saw on TikTok, that if you take kava tea, it's this like traditional relaxing tea, and you soak a tampon in it, I know it's gonna be okay. And then you hold the tampon in your butt. That'll give you like a calm, chill vibe. So like, how's my vibe? <laughs> Thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. Give it up for Pam. Yay, Melissa Christine, everyone. All right, we're just going to keep this rock block of funny people going. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Thanks, Pam. Thanks for, thanks for doing this for so long. Seriously, this is like one of the first places I did comedy. It's pretty fucking sad that it's closing, but uh, I plan on breaking in and just doing comedy to no one like a usual Friday. So... I think that's what I'm gonna do when you leave. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, dating sucks. Uh, I think most of us are single. Make some noise if you're single. I think that's all of us. Yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a relationship, so uh, <laughs> I used to be single. I, yeah, I should have said that to start. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but like it, what you know, I was single for for years. You know, it was like it took a while to figure it out. And uh, you start getting desperate. I know most comics are on Fields now, which is a kink dating app where they'll put things in your butt for you on the first date. You know, you don't even have to wait six weeks to ask nicely. You know, um, nobody a fan. Got it. Anyway, uh, and yeah, so I started dating people in open relationships, uh, open marriages specifically, or as I call it, pre-divorced. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what, that was my fear. I was like, am I going to destroy a marriage? Like, that was, I don't know if I should do this. And then I found out I don't have that kind of dick. Uh, I don't have marriage-destroying dick. I have marriage-reaffirming dick is what I found out. I had two women both renew their vows after we had sex. And I was like, that feels like a personal insult, you know, to me. I don't know. If your marriage is on the rocks, fuck me, I guess. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, I um, I, I don't know. I got into my 30s and then dating got... I mean, this is a thing people talk about, but it really is. It's fucking... It's really weird. It's like a job interview all of a sudden because time... There's pe- people hit their 30s, men and women, and they're both like, I got to get married or my family is going to think I'm a troll. You know, like that's it. I got five years before they whisper about me at fucking Thanksgiving. Like I need to get in there. And that's the energy people bring into the date. And I'm just more of like, I just want to find out, have a good time. I don't plan on being responsible at all my entire life don't expect anything and uh so those you know i go on a date and they're like you know what's your blood type and i'm like what you know they're like is your semen viable i'm like wow this is really personal you know i felt like being a wife of henry the eighth you know like if you can't give me an heir i'm gonna cut your fucking head off is the vibe <laughs> i was like all right i'm gonna pay for these drinks and get out of here um I don't know. BDSM is a very popular thing. It took me a while to kind of get into it, I guess. The first time a woman asked me to slap her, I was like, I just thought to myself, like, WWE? Like, is that, I don't, I'm not really like a naturally violent person. And then I was in a relationship for five years and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go. You really need a lot of time in a relationship for a woman to hate you right. You know, like that's, you have to leave the underwear on the floor enough times for them to be like, I am possibly going to kill you. So... Nobody, okay, that's fine, just me. Being in a long relationship, suddenly slapping sounds like a great idea. You're like, I can do this? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've been on field though. It has, uh, some of the, <laughs> I don't know, if I, I, you should check it out. If you don't have it, even if, it, even if you're in a relationship, I just to go see what's on there, because it's, some of it's pretty insane. I, <laughs> what, my friend, Mar- Mar- we all know Marty, I assume, Marty. He showed me his profile, and, and he, was, he matched with this woman, and her profile directly under her photo said, gangbangs only, <laughs> with like, all caps, five exclamation points, very serious. But then under that, it said, must work well on a team. <laughs> I was like, what kind of Silicon Valley bullshit is this? What is, sounds like a LinkedIn ad. What for employment? You're like, benefits include a team attitude and unlimited cum. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. I'll miss this. I'll see you next time. Kelly Evans, everyone. See him at your next gangbang, apparently. <laughs> I think is what's going to happen. That's what, how brave and adventurous and wonderful. I'm such a prude. Uh, your next comedian, I was just trying to kill the room for you, GD. Don't worry. Because <laughs> that was a lovely set, and I was like, I'm not going to let him have any of that energy. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I'm just being, I'm just being silly. Put your hands together for GD. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. We don't have time. Four minutes only. Hey, Alex, I love you. Please. Indian, Indian. In so many Indians, man. It's a, it's cool, right? We, it's like we are colonizing the USA, but with visa. Have you ever colonized someone, but with permission, like like an arranged marriage or something? And <laughs> what? Okay, what will, what will you guys name your country when we take over? U- USA, United South Asia? Can't wait for a day when a brown person will be telling a white person. Go back to your country. I'm already in my country. Go to my country then, go. Go to India. Eat chicken tikka masala, go. <laughs> With the naan bread. Okay, so in India, uh, I was trying to set up an open mic as a producer, God knows why, and <laughs> in my city we are... We have only like some one comic, uh, including me, and <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to a, a cafe, and uh, I said we will do open mic. He said okay, do every Wednesday, take 7 p.m. It's okay, nobody comes. 
So I assembled some other five people uh, who pretending who were pretending to be comedians, just like I was, and and we we used to go every Wednesday, right? So much hard work. You have to always ensure those five people are coming because we it's not like Frisco. We don't have like 50 comedians there. Uh, so one day we all reached the venue and the owner of the of the cafe said we don't no open mic today and we said why oh because this, these kids are having a birthday party so open mic cancel I said what the fuck man this is just one family like no they they're kids then you guys will go on stage you will do jokes about relationships and dating and uh, penis and uh, these kids I don't want them to hear uh, like violent things I said dude. These kids are probably seeing their dad beating their, their mother every morning, every evening, sorry. That's a dark joke, India, wife beating. Yeah, it's common, come on. <laughs> okay, uh, so now imagine the same hard work to, to continue an open mic uh, six days in a week, right? Pam has done that. So give her a big hand now. Uh, I was, yeah. Right? Pam has done that hard work Con consistently every Monday, Mutiny, Tuesday, OMG, Wednesday, March Bar, Thursday, Bar and Dolores, Friday, Back in Mutiny, Saturday, Atlas, and uh, Sunday, doing her laundry. And um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll call you in Greece. I'll call you. Like, I'll, like, you know, like in the office when Pam goes to New York and Michael Scott, he's like, call Pamela, Pamela, miss you. In India, I was growing up. Somehow, and I was when late in the night when all the people have slept, low volume, this American thing I used to watch, infomercials. By <laughs> in the infomercials, there is like a random dude, like imagine like an uglier version of me. I'm already ugly, but just try to imagine. <laughs> he's trying to put a hammer in the wall. He's using his hammer, and his wife doesn't love him. He's Wife doesn't love him. Wife's probably fucking some pizza delivery guy, some Johnny Sins shit. And all of a sudden, he has a toolkit, and now he's using like drill. And this is the sound of drill. I'm learning to impersonate. And his wife is all of a sudden hugging him, no, hugging him. I knew like if you want to get sex in America, you have to go to Home Depot once. So I landed San Francisco. I didn't even go check out famous American things like Golden Gate Bridge, Costco. I just Went to, got myself motherfucking toolkit, and I'm walking on the streets of like Pacific Heights trying to get sex. And no girl is paying any attention. And this really cute girl, she's imagine the cutest girl you've ever seen. I'll give you 10 seconds. You know, you imagine boy. Um, he is gay, come on. It's okay. So she comes to me and says, Excuse me. Uh, it's like, What's up? Never smile if you want to be alpha male, but. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I said, well, What's up? Uh, task rabbit? Toolkit, toolkit, toolkit! Okay, it didn't work. Okay, cool. No problem, it's okay. Uh, so now you can find me on Task Rabbit, only $30 per uh, hour. Whatever you want to drill, I will drill it. I'm not intended. Thank you so much and bye! GD, everyone! GD. All right, your next comedian had a show on the station years ago. Put your hands together right now for Trish Pandia. Yay! This is the mic, right? This is the mic. God, Pam, I'm going to miss you so much. Give a round for Pam for helping us out over the years. Yeah. She and I had a show. Oh, no, I had a show. It wasn't very long. It was a disaster. Anyways, how are you guys doing? You guys good? 
Wow, uh, I was going to make a 7-Eleven joke, but I don't do that shit anymore because I'm not racist like the last guy. Anyways, uh, we all hate each other anyway. It's okay. I fucking hate Indian people. I'll give you, a, I'll do a joke that I used to do. I don't do anymore. My friends told me, you're not Indian enough. And I was like, what? He's like, in order to be Indian, you need to have more Indian friends. So I told him to get a slurpee and get the fuck out of his, my store. <laughs> so stupid. Tony Slurvin, get the fuck out of my store. Because I had a 7-Eleven. Yeah, I don't do that shit anymore. Um, Speaking of Costco, (laughs) speaking of Costco um, and HPV, I'm going on the dating apps. I'm going on the dating apps. There's single people here. Yeah, going on the dating apps is like shopping at a very shady Costco. Uh, You know, Costco has a solid return policy, but Bumble does not. When I'm the apps and I'm scrolling, I have no idea if the person is stable like an account or if they're completely insane like Draymond Green at a Warriors game. Or Elon Musk when he masturbates to his Teslas. I don't know. I can't do That's a new one. Thanks, guys. I can need that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I want to be in the Fast and the Furious movies. I, don't th- I think I'm always furious, but I'm never fast. That was just something I just made up. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> just do that. Also, I look multi-ethnic, who knows, right? Uh, what was I going to say? Dating on the apps. Yeah, dating on the apps is insane because uh, when the apps, because the guys look amazing, you're like, oh my God, this guy reads books. He goes hiking. He went to Japan once and not for sex tourism. I have to meet him. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, my eggs are dying. I got to eat him. That's me. Uh, and then when you finally meet them, they're these socially awkward assholes. Uh, that's cool that you went to Machu Picchu, but I'm not going to deal with your ass burgers or lose 10 pounds of water weight for you, Drew. Stop following me, Ikea. Uh, there's so many dating tips for a woman. It's, uh, I'm assuming, let's pretend there's dating, there's single woman. Pretend you're single woman right now. Just fucking pretend. You guys are arranged or something? Do you have goats to trade for? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> The guy was like, oh, he's not married yet. I was like, my parents were trying to sell me off at 14. They had a dowry ready to go. What the fuck you're talking about? I'm My eggs are definitely dead. Uh, what are we talking about? I should have stored them. I should have stored them. What were you talking about? Oh, yeah. So I went on eHarmony for some dating tips, and it said to me, on your first date, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So I don't get to do anything I want. Why would I even go? Like, what's the point? There's so many dating tips for women. There's no dating tips for men. Dating tips for men is like finding an old pervert without a Tommy Bahama shirt. Doesn't fucking exist. I mean, what's with the pineapple trees? It doesn't make you less creepy. You can't hide behind them. So I created some dating tips for men if you guys want to hear them. Kelly, you might want to listen to us. You want to hold on to, I'm assuming, a lady. Um, First dating tip... Uh, don't wear Axe body spray instead of taking a shower. No one wants to date a Persian nightclub owner. <laughs> Two, being into DC comic book movies doesn't count as having a personality. Ooh, Batman is so much better than Superman. Yeah, Batman is better. Batman has lots of money and power. You have Disney+. Plus. What's your superpower? Disappointing your father? All right, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Church band, everyone. Hooray. Disappointing fathers all over the world. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm joking. Just your own. Or I don't know. I'm digging myself a hole. 
You're not disappointing anyone. You're fine. <laughs> I guess my words have meaning. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Kava to sing. Yeah. Hey. Hello. this oh okay okay i got this hi all right uh just just okay we're good it was it's cool it's cool being here um walking over here i noticed this interesting sign okay it was a sign that said consent is sexy uh which i thought was weird because yes it is sexy but it also makes consent sound like a suggestion at best you know that's like if i had an anti-pedophile campaign with the tagline adults are ideal you know (laughs) Okay, just, I mean, just, it's an old, it's an old joke. I just wanted to gauge the temperature of the room. Okay, um, I, um, I'm in, I'm, I'm in an open relationship. Kelly, it's, we're thriving, by the way. All you people who think that, like, monogamy is, like, it, you're stupid. Okay, so anyways, I'm, um, uh, my boyfriend's, like, he's, he's letting me date anyone. Um, and I, I find myself terrified of hitting on women. Um, because I'm scared of getting rejected, okay? Uh, I'm way more terrified of getting rejected by a woman than, than a man, okay? Because there's something that's just different about being rejected by, like, an emotional or intellectual equal, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's funny because I don't respect men. But, like, like, if, a, like if, a, if a guy rejects me, I'm like, all right, well, I can't grow bigger tits. Like, I can't reconstruct my face. But if a woman rejects me, it's like, fuck, I got to reconstruct my whole personality, you know? Like... Gotta get a library card, and like, gotta gotta foster some orphaned dogs. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just imagine that like, dating a guy versus dating a woman is like applying to like a community college versus like an Ivy League, right? Community college, you hit some men, you're kind of like in. Um, but like with with a woman, it's like you have it's like a pretty rigorous application process. You know, it's like. And there's like, uh, you, you, you know, you have to submit a resume. Uh, you, you gotta, you gotta get letters of rec from two exes and a therapist. <laughs> you have to write a thousand word uh, essay on what values are central to your everyday life and how they influence you. I don't know. Um, and yeah, that's not even it. There's, there needs to be a whole panel. There's a whole panel of women, just, just seeing if you're like worthy. Um, okay, that's literally all I had to say about that. All right, at least there's something there. Hey guys. Um, uh, growing up, uh, my parents made me play the violin, okay? And the reason why I hated playing the violin was because the music was so fucking lame. I think that uh, if, if you're trying to encourage kids to enjoy playing string instruments, don't give them like the lamest music to play. Like, sorry. Like, that's like if I wanted to introduce someone to like, to, to rap and get them to appreciate rap by playing like Taylor Swift, you know? <laughs> that analogy actually doesn't work. Um, but like, yeah, like, you know what was on the Billboard, like, top 50 in 2008? Like, Usher's love in this club. You, you know what wasn't? Mozart's concerto in G major. Like, how lit would it be if we learned Juvenile's back dead ass up? Like, that would be so... <laughs> fun we would get like drums it'd be violins maybe the conductor would start twerking i would guys <laughs> guys um basically my time is up so i will i will just say 
Thank you, Pam, for literally everything you do. It's so much. It's so much. Thank you. Coming to sing, everyone. Backing that ass up. Uh, your next comedian went from awesome audience member to comedian at large. Clap your hands together for Alex. Yay! Yay! Oh, Pam, everyone's gushing over you. I want to gush over you, too. You got me into comedy and, like, really enthusiastic about saying yay and yeah. Uh, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Pam Benjamin is my Kathy Griffin because the gays will do anything for her. We don't know what she's going to say next, and she's the only woman I'd regrow my foreskin for. Um, so I recently started volunteering because I love the feeling of feeling better than everybody else. And I volunteer at a senior center, and so they pair me with a senior community member, and we do like chores and activities together, and I like take them to brunch, and we go painting, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a great experience for him. And um, uh, I just wanted to say that as I reflect on my time with him, it doesn't get better because he's an 86-year-old gay man who has relationship troubles, and he's asking me for dating advice because uh, he recently reconnected with an old lover because his husband died. And so now they're just like getting it on like little rabbits. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I want to keep this alive, blah, 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 blah. And I'm 26. I've never been in a relationship. And my go-to move is ghosting. But like at his age, it's either hospice or dying. But like, I guess dying is like the original ghosting. So I'm pretty on track with that advice. I wanted to see if that worked and JD left, so... That's a win for me. <clears throat> uh, I do enjoy being a comedian because I feel like it's the only industry where like no response is, means it's power. Because watch, yeah, thank you. I'm in control, and if you heckle me, that means you don't respect me. No power. So there's something there. I thought about that on when I was walking in. Okay, back to the new stuff that I think actually works. Um, so my ideal man is a park ranger. Uh, one, because I love those slutty little UPS shorts that they wear. And I'm just like, ooh, she doth show her ankle, harlot. I wanted to work that voice in. I don't know if it worked. Um, the other thing I like about it is uh, I don't have to worry about office gossip because they're only going to talk to, like, the squirrels and the skunks and the bears. And, like, he can just easily talk to the rabbits because they can give him advice for humping anyway. And then the third reason I think Park Ranger is my ideal man is because he loves the environment and we never have to go on hikes because that's his work and you never want to do fun things what you do for work. Um, but I do think that I'd get a, a Park Ranger because I'm a catch. I have a clipper card with over $100 on it. Oh, thank you. So I can take him anywhere he wants to go. Uh, the other reason why I'm a catch is I'm a CPA. I just passed my CPA license. I submitted my application on Monday. Thank you. It took me three tries to pass the ethics exam. Finally passed when I bought the answers. Uh, and I'm a very dedicated lover. I once sucked a man's dick for an entire season of Shit's Creek. Uh, mostly because I got locked out of my account and it was just easier than trying to remember my password. Um, so that's... <laughs> That's the only thing that I wanted to say. Okay, show of hands, who's hooked up with their Uber driver? No, just me? <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do it. It's a really simple progression. It's, are you single? Do you know that I'm flirting with you? Can I suck your dick? Very three consistent... Oh, come on. No one thought that was funny? I thought it was great. I got a five-star rating after that. 
Anyway, okay, that's been my time, I guess. Thank you so much. I love you, Pam. Alex, yay. I gotta, you gotta write a book, but it's only, it seems like it's only three instructions, but still. I'm gonna, I gotta try it. Uh, your next comedian, hey, clap your hands together for Johnny Newton. It's five o'clock in the morning, and I don't give it a second thought. Sup? Yep. Um, I, uh, I went to TSA recently, you know? I mean, I didn't just, like, go to TSA. You can't just, like, show up at TSA. But I went through TSA, and the guy in front of me was, like, tipping. He was, like, giving $5 bills to everybody that worked there. I'm like, that's the terrorist. This guy is paying money to fucking sneak lithium-ion batteries on this airplane. So what the hell? How is that legal? All right, yeah, that's, that's my TSA joke. There was also uh, a lot of turbulence on the flight, which I don't like. I don't think anybody likes turbulence. But you ever get, like, so much turbulence, you, like, feel it in your asshole? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're like, damn, I kind of like that. I don't know. Felt... All right, yeah. Still scary, but you feel something. Uh, apparently, you can't die from turbulence. Um, yeah, I moved. I moved to Philadelphia, which was a mistake. That was a bad decision. Because, uh, like, SF is beautiful, you know, and Philadelphia is just, like, really old. You know, <laughs> they, like, still, it's just a shithole compared to SF. Um, my dad, I like text with my dad and like once a week, he's like, send me a picture of the Liberty Bell. How's it doing? So like every week I'll send him a picture of the Liberty Bell. He's like, yep, still cracked. Looking good. I'm like, yeah, I love you, dad. <laughs> good, to, good to see you uh, over text. Um, yeah, Philly's weird though. Um, I did like a road trip, but I had to do it really fast. I had to do it in like three days which was, I don't remember a, a single thing other than we got like sideswiped by a semi and we didn't stop. <laughs> That's how like sleep deprived we were. We're like, all right, you good? She's like, yeah. I was like, you good? She's like, yeah. It's like, all right, let's just keep going. But then we pulled over and like the entire left side was just fucked. <laughs> so uh, that was scary. <laughs> uh, shouldn't be driving sleep deprived like that. Uh, I also bought a knife. That's like the one other memory I have. Like, driving down like one of the interstates you see a massive knife store like pull over obviously one woman works there there's like 80,000 knives that seemed weird to me I don't know she, she seemed to have a lot of knife knowledge and I bought a switchblade but like a mini one which is supposedly is legal in every state so yeah it's all I'm saying is I have like amnesia from this road trip other than getting hit and buying a knife um, yeah, but Philly's, uh, I made a mistake with the apartment too. You know, how, like there's like application processes for apartments. There was none of that for this apartment. And, uh, it turns out that there's a helicopter pad right above us. So like, yeah, maybe like 40 times a day, just a helicopter lands on top of my head. But you get used to it. You know, these, <laughs> this is life. And, uh, another thing is the neighbor below me is the landlord's son. Who's like a true schizophrenic. And like, you know, multiple times a night, he'll just like stand in like the lobby, just yelling. He'll be like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill anybody that comes through. I'm going to, you know, like, fuck you. But then you walk past him. And you're like, what's up, Drew? He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, weren't you just yelling? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's all. That's true. Uh, I moved with my best friend, too. And uh, everyone's like, uh, two bedroom or one bedroom? <laughs> 
I'm like, two-bedroom people, two-bedroom here. We're not gay yet. I don't know. But he did start sewing, so, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I date. I try to date, you know. And uh, I date. I, like, hatfish women all the time, you know. Like, I'll go on dates, but I'm wearing a hat. And then I'll, like, slowly lift the brim up. And then I just see the disappointment in their eyes when they realize my forehead just doesn't stop. <laughs> They're like, God damn it, I'm dating an incel or a skinhead. I don't know. But I was having sex with the girl not too long ago, and she was like, I, I had a good time, you know, but uh, you're going to take the hat off. I'm like, the hat stays on. I'm not taking the hat off. All right. Uh, that's all my time. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. This place rules. Johnny Newton. Wow. That <laughs> That was lovely. I'm sorry about your new life in Philadelphia. It sounds a little it sounds a little shitty, a little scary. I hope that I hope you have a happy Christmas. Uh, we have a couple comedians left. Don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Jacob Stinson. Yay! I never go back. I never go back to Georgia. Hello. Hi. I've been gone for a little while. I was in uh, Thailand. Yeah, that's a cool country. Um, they have a bunch of Buddhist temples everywhere. Very known for that. Way better than like any church here. Uh, like there are no like strip mall Buddhist temples. Uh, but uh, and then inside the temple, they have these like ginormous uh, monuments of Buddha. Pretty sick move. I think I would go to church more often if there was a fifty-foot-tall statue of Jesus there. Just go to like stare at his basketball-sized eyes. I had my own, gotta admit, I had my own preconceived notions of like what the monks would be like before I went there. And uh, those were immediately challenged when the first monk I saw had in AirPods. Yeah, I gotta figure he was probably listening to Nirvana. Uh, the second monk, he was using an iPhone. I also thought that was odd, so I checked out what he was looking at. He was just reviewing images of like chakra, you know, chakra imagery, also known as hot chicks on Instagram. <laughs> Turns out I've been practicing Buddhism for years. Uh, anyways, a lot of people talking about being single and stuff, and this will be exactly the same. Uh, no, just kidding. Yeah, I am single, actively dating. The, the tough part for me is, like, you just deal with failure over and over again, and it can be tough to, like, have the resiliency to soldier on. So I look for motivation in all sorts of places, and recently I found it in uh, the story of the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, if you don't know about it, uh, it's back when they thought witches existed, and so they, to prove if someone was a witch or not, one of the ways is they would tie them to a big boulder, throw them in the lake, and if they floated, they figured they would be a witch. And uh, guess what happened? Uh, everyone drowned and died. But that did not stop them from doing it 25 consecutive times. Because they understand that it's a numbers game, right? Because all they had to do was be right one time. And we would view that entire period completely differently. Instead of being like, can you believe these savages murdered all these innocent women? We'd be like, holy shit, they proved the existence of witches. Genius. All right, that didn't work, whatever. <laughs> um, I guess the first part of that joke isn't going to change anytime soon. Uh, so every time I get in a car and I, I see it has a cigarette lighter, I'm like, man, that's pretty weird. What a weird journey that thing's been on. 
right? Because it was invented for assisting you with doing drugs, and now it's like an outlet to charge your phone. Very strange. Imagine if that was the case with your home outlets. It's like, you know, Timmy, before this powered our TV, it was actually for doing black tar heroin. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was invented in the 1920s. That's when they put it in the cars. And then uh, 50 years later, they added airbags. Yeah, really had their priorities straight. That's like if the Wright brothers' plane had a toilet. So, I, hey, guys, maybe let's try to not die first, and then we can work on the comfort features. Uh, my parents are from the Midwest. They're, they're very conservative and stuff. Uh, so much so that my brother and his now wife, before he got married to her, they lived in a two-bedroom apartment with two separate beds to appease them. Clearly, rent is cheaper in the Midwest. Uh, personally, I just see that as a really expensive way of pretending that you're not having sex with your girlfriend, right? Like when I date someone, I want them to move in with me into my studio apartment as quickly as humanly possible so that I can walk around naked while cutting my red in half. All right, thank you very much. Uh, all the way back from Taiwan. All right. Your next comedian is the international comedian. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. Yay. Hey, what's up, family? What are you doing? How are we doing tonight? All right, some things about me. Uh, if you guys don't already know, I actually come from an immigrant family. Anybody else? All right, cool. I'm deporting that one fucking person. All right, cool. Nope, never mind. All right, I'm just trying to be mean. Uh, I'm a uh, no. I, I come from an immigrant family, and uh, I think one of the the common experiences is that em immigrants and anybody in an immigrant family loves bragging about their jobs so much so that my my parents, both of them, all worked two jobs. My dad, he was he was a chef at two different restaurants. My mom was a food service worker at two different hospitals. And when I was 12, my dad told me, he said, you have two jobs. I was like, what was it? He said, you're the cashier and my personal IT assistant. So that's my two jobs. Okay, cool. Um, just more rambling. I, uh, I, I always hated feel, feeling like being a, a personal IT assistant just because I feel like you always have to explain. You realize that technology wasn't really made for, uh, made for your, your boomer parents. Like one time, like my mom was asking me how dating works. So I had to explain how the dating app works. I just loaded a bumble and I showed it right to her face. And she, the first thing she said on the first profile was, oh my God, that face is terrible. And I was like, that's my face? Okay, first of all. Then I, then I loaded up on the actual girl profile. And she's like, that face is also terrible. And I was like, that's her ass. Okay, that's a very different shot, all right? Um, and then I realized that I, I feel like swiping on people is just not really a concept they could understand. So then I loaded up LinkedIn, and then they finally got what the got what the picture is. No, okay, cool, cool. Just a new idea. Just a new idea. Uh, let's see. I uh, I've also been like I've also been spending a lot of time with my parents trying to help them set up new bank accounts. Uh, like the other day, my mom asked me to set up a new bank account with Bank of America, and one of the first questions they usually ask is, "Hey, uh, pick a security question. What was the name of the high school that you first went to?" And when I translated that to her, all she said was high school. Oh, we burned that shit down during the communist revolution. <laughs> and I was like, that's so confusing. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to put that in? <laughs> like, is that with caps lock on or caps lock off? Like, I don't know which one you want me to, want me to do. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. This is just becoming my personal therapy session. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This is, this is, this is really, really nice. Um, I am trying to be like a better son though. Uh, like my dad, like me and my dad, we've, we've always had a rocky relationship. 
Uh, that's mostly because he's been spending the last 30 years of his life working. And uh, but I'm proud to say that actually he finally just retired actually last year. And uh, oh yeah, we now thank you so much. Yeah, it's 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 great, right? And I always wondered what this guy would do with his free time now that he's not working. And then the other day he actually called me. He was like, "Son, I think I found my calling." And I was like, "What was it, Dad?" And he's like, "I found Uber." And I was like, God. Like, and it's one thing to be your you be your son be someone's son and try to convince your dad not to do Uber. Uh, it's another thing to get in the car with your dad and explain to him how Uber works. Like, you ever get into a car with two people in it, <laughs> with a passenger and with a driver and the driver's son trying to pick you up? This just sound, looks like a fucking kidnapping. <laughs> like, I might remember, like, we picked up the first person. It was Janice on the way to the airport. She was like, wait, is this my fucking car? And I was like, yeah, do you think you're really getting kidnapped by this face and that old guy? And then my dad said, no, no, no. It's, I'm, I, I am for you. I'm Joe, and this is my son, the IT assistant. Okay, no. That, that was a very poor callback. All right, thanks a lot, guys. It's been real. Thanks so much. Dan Guan, everyone. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the last one. Just uh, clap for me. Look at that, you're all pandering. I like that. <laughs> Where are my acolytes? We, um, it's almost Chinese New Year, Gong Hei Fa Choi. We've got that going on. That's the, I think the resolution, my New Year's resolution for this Chinese New Year is gonna be to try to stop Asian on Asian hate. Because I think we stopped Asian hate last year, but I'm telling you, my Vietnamese friend, she called me up and she said, Pam, don't trust Chinese women. They're all snakes. I was like, Nicole, you need to calm the fuck down. They're not all snakes. Some of them are tigers. Some of them are dogs. Some of them are rabbits. <laughs> some of them are pigs. <laughs> Only some of them are snakes. But that Marjorie at Citibank, what a rat. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren gave me that last tag for that. Okay, now to my bus joke. This isn't a joke, this actually happened yesterday. We all had weird shit happen on the bus. I'm walking, up, I'm walking down the street, trying to mind my own business, having a cigarette, walking on market, and a guy's muttering to himself. And I'm thinking, don't get involved in this, Pam. And he mutters towards me, and I'm like, huh? And no, ah, engagement, right? Terrible. So he's sort of following me and I'm just trying to walk faster and I'm trying to get to the bus stop but the 38 bus is farther away and I'm like, ah, and I'm walking, walking, walking. And then finally I find a bus stop and he stands right next to me and he starts, he's mumbling and I can't understand him. And then he like kisses my neck and I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy. What the, what the? And so then I walk up to another bus stop and he follows me and then I get on the wrong bus. I get on the five instead of the 38. He gets on the bus with me. I'm like, dear God, at least there's people on this bus. So I'm sitting on the bus and he's still muttering and he's like, and we're, get, we're on the five bus and then he takes off his hoodie and throws it out the window. And then he takes off his shirt and he throws that out the window and he is sagging like when Larry Dorsey Jr. does his joke and he's like, this is when you're in it. This is when you're with it. He was that way. His butt was all the way up. And it was like he had tattoos and stuff. It was like, I was like, I'm not going to look at this guy's chest. So now he's got no clothes on. In the, and I'm like waiting for someone to say something. There's people on the bus. And I'm, ah! 
Okay. So I'm sitting there and then I get off at uh, Van Ness and then he gets off the bus with me. <laughs> so I'm walking and then I get with these group of people. They just seen like the symphony or something. And I'm like, there's a child with them. If I kind of get in this group. So now I'm like walking like sort of like part of the herd with this group from the symphony and he's still following me. You know, <laughs> I finally crossed the street and jumped on a 49 bus and sped away. And I was like, phew. And it was um, a little scary, but at least I know I still got it. Like, <laughs> like who follows you that long? And I wasn't, I would just, I don't know what, I, I, I'm not, I don't give off a social worker vibe, I don't think, I wasn't, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to help this, what do you expect it, and I'm, is, are we dating now? Is this what happens? I haven't ever been on Tinder, but is this a new Muni app that you can download on your phone? You meet some crackhead follows you on, and you're like, I guess that's it. I guess we're together now. <laughs> I'm not that lonely, GD. <laughs> I'm not that lonely. Okay, well, that was a fun story. Well, thank you guys for all being here. If anybody wants any CDs, like, please feel free to take them. I have so many CDs giveaway. Or, like, if you like my buddy's art, if you want to take a piece of art off the wall, feel free. If you like black and white stuff, just because everything's going away. Um, but not those ones up there. I don't know what Scott is doing with those. And I don't know what I'm going to do with Jesus yet. Sparkle Jesus. I know. I know. Sparkle Jesus is so precious to me. But you can't, you can't keep everything. I mean, how do you send, how do you justify sending this across? You're sending sparkle and wood across on a 15-hour flight. What kind of asshole does that? My pieces of my pieces of stuff are so important. Oh, please. Maybe I'll take that thing. No, still, that's too much. Um, okay. I realized when I came over here, I was looking at my body, and I have a tattoo on myself that I didn't even realize. And it, I, I did realize, but it's a Bible verse in 2 Peter 2.11, and it says, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. And I got it before I did comedy, and now... I realize why I got it and I didn't do that and now I'm a soulless monster. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go leave and live my life for a while and be a nice person again. So thank you San Francisco Comedy for, for breaking me down to the point and forcing me out of the place that I love. Thank you San Francisco. to patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Whoa. 
Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fab. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Henry, yeah, Charlie here, yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics.
You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver, Mary. How many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Pirate noises. Ambiance. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Simple Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's. I'm all for it. That's what I'm here for. Let's watch a full-length movie. After five years of, of, of doing these show every week on Mutiny Radio, I learned I can remember our podcast acronym, by stressing the L, and that's the only way I remember the W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the O, the Y, the T. Right, right, right. I'm you a did. super star shooter, super sharp shooter, shooter, super sharp. The S, the H, the L, the A, W, the A, the F, the L, the M, the super sharp shooter. I got to find that song, Carl. Do you know it? No, but clearly you do. Uh, yeah, I do. I have a song in my heart. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio. Dot .fm the internet radio direct from the Mission District of San Francisco you yeah. can find it by typing in mutinyradio.fm and just hit listen now and we are on every Sunday 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time San Francisco Mission District Time 5 p.m. weird Jersey <laughs> time I I decided you live in weird New Jersey Yeah well you live in the Pacific time but I live in the specific time Eastern uh, time. It's weird. Yeah. It's you know, if, what we're, we're going to do is we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So you'll be watching the YouTube video and you'll be listening to us as we stream on muniradio.fm. Or you can listen to our podcast. It drops every Sunday courtesy of Muni Radio at uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Use that magic acronym. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. And you know what? Use that magic acronym on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We post the videos. 
of the podcast and the movies are already synced up. So you can listen to us this way, whatever way. We would love for you to donate, please, some Mutiny Radio, please. <laughs> I did that like desperate, please. You ever do yeah. that? Yeah. You're like, can you do your homework? Please, would you please? please? <laughs> I did the homework, please. Uh, so you can donate, please, uh, either by going to mutinyradio.fm and hit the link and it'll take you to Patreon. You could go to Patreon and look for it there or go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio, throw in five bucks, uh, help us out. We are, uh, we love it. We, we do it from your donations uh, and other ways, you know, and there's live shows Monday and Fridays. Uh, go to the website, check out the details. Speaking of details, Carl, what is the movie this week? We are going to watch The Boneyard 1991. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Boneyard is one word, The Boneyard 1991. Okay, so I'm going to RedTube and I'm typing in The Boneyard. Oh, you are a super shooter. <laughs> super short shooter at the boneyard oh. uh any more dick jokes before we start yes. <laughs> well the channel the channel we like is b movie archive 2 that's not a dick joke but give me a couple minutes B-Movie yeah archive 2 you know that sounds like an interesting channel uh dick joke or not i'm gonna probably check it out and probably check out the b movie archive one three all right so go ahead Type in the Boneyard, 1990, uh, finally, 1991, the war just just started. Uh, Go ahead and uh, 1991, the Boneyard. And then uh, when you see the B-Movie Archive 2 channel, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to 000. And when we say go, hit go and we'll watch the movie synced up. Now, we have a very special celebrity comedian to do our countdown for the movie. And let's find out a little bit more uh, about the celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with Jessica Miranda. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. It's great to be here. We've been knowing each other a long time in the comedy community here in beautiful, sunny New Jersey. I even knew you like when you first started out. How long ago was that? Oh, it's it's about it's three years, and I I, I never know whether I should completely count the uh, the year that we were in lockdown. But I, it's been three. Yes, it's three years. Yeah, so that is, I mean, if that's only three years, you've really come a long way. I mean, you're booked all the time. You were booked a lot in 2021, despite the pandemic. So, but the pandemic's put us on Zoom things. I know that you haven't done many Zoom shows, but we've been on Zooms together. You got Sharon Simon's virtual comedy club Zoom thing in the pandemic. But I mean, what's different for you on Zoom than live that maybe keeps you away from Zoom? Okay, so, you know, I I did Zoom uh, pretty regularly for uh, almost eight or nine months during Mm. the lockdown, and I got very used to it. Uh, but it's almost, it has a feeling of like you're recording for television. Uh, you don't interact with anyone. You're looking at this tiny little circle on your laptop. Yeah. And um, so the, the feeling is very different uh, than when you're on stage. So I found that I was, uh, when I was coming off of Zoom and getting back onto stage, I, I I felt like I really couldn't go back and forth easily. I don't, a lot of people can do it. I see them uh-huh, doing uh-huh. it, but I couldn't. So I haven't done Zoom 
for almost nine months now. And then I just did my first little Zoom show recently and it felt good. It was good practice, you know, but I just, um, it's, it's just hard for me to go back and forth. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, because when you get on stage, it's a much different feeling than uh, being in the Zoom. You might be delivering setup punch, but it's not the same as being in the room. Of course, you must prefer being live, just like me, right? Zoom is exactly. Yes, exactly. And I, and you know, it's funny because, but I, you, you mentioned that I, you know, get booked a lot and it's, I'm pretty new as a comedian. And I know yeah. that that's a lot surprising to a lot of people, but I think it was really the Zoom experience and meeting and networking with all the people that I met over the whole time on Zoom that got me booked in 2021. Um, yeah, you there. know, I would, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was just going to say there are positives to this pandemic, even though they're just happenstance like that networking and stuff. So you were saying that some of your uh, meeting people, your contacts got you booked for, uh, for real. For real. I mean, I, you know, I started out with Daft Fan and Friends in the very beginning, which was great because I was meeting all these people from L.A. And um, yeah. and then when I, I, I decided, well, I was it was actually uh, brought up to me that I really should be um, working with more New York and New Jersey area comedians. So then I started to look for more Zoom shows in this area and I found Comedy Therapy with Jim Mandrinos. And I started to do their mics and their shows. Um, and uh, then I did a, a contest with them with 64 comedians and I end up winning first place. And, <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah, it is it was unbelievable. It was such an exciting time and it was a month long competition and I was just doing working at it every day because we were That's all just great. locked down. Yeah. So it was exciting. And in that time I you know got exposure. Uh Cara Montgomery ended up booking me live on Funny Women of a Certain Age from that. Um, and then from there, I got, you know, seen from a lot of other bookers and, and just it's just been a great, uh, you know, path to doing lots and lots of comedy in great places. And Mendros also has that like comedy writing class I think you're involved with now. Yes. And it's funny because he gave it to me a couple of times, which is because I've been working with him for a while, doing live shows and Zoom shows and also running a mic for him. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't been able to sit down and really focus for 30 days every day. It's a daily exercise. So um, this is my third time actually signing up for it. But uh -huh. this time I'm really I'm really committed to doing the work every day for 30 days. And so we're like on day eight now and uh, it's going very well. So, and I'm actually taking it with my sister. So we're doing uh -huh. it together. It's always fun to take stuff together. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're both comedians and there's a lot to learn from there. And one of the things about Zoom uh, that I found interesting, I mean, as you know, we are on Mutiny Radio right now and that our show has been on Mutiny Radio for years and years and years. And you met our fearful leader, Pam Benjamin, not through mutiny, but through these Zooms, right? Yes, yes. I met Pam Benjamin very early in the pandemic because I was put into a group of comedians from all over. I don't even know who put me in that group, mm. but I was in this group where we were just meeting up on Zoom every night for socializing and also going over new material and bits and just getting to know each other. And Pam was in there and I, you know, she was always like, you know, just such a friendly person and just, That's you know, her. just a fun person. Yeah. She's a great person to talk to. And I haven't spoken to her in a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, remember and, and think about that time yeah. period. And she's an amazing cook. She's like a chef. She's amazing. <laughs> she does everything. I mean, she yes. keeps, 
this place together and we yeah. love her. Bam Benjamin. That's great. So one of the reasons you're busy and can't be like focusing all the time is because you've been a teacher for over 20 years and that puts you also in like Zoom situations, right? What's that been like? Yeah, teaching is, you know, it's been really amazing. Kids are resilient and the teachers are resilient and I think everybody's had a great attitude, but it's it's been it's had its challenges. Um but I really also feel like um although I focus a lot on my teaching career, teaching has really uh been uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a a platform for me to to practice comedy my whole 20 something years <laughs> because I've had this yeah, I have a captive audience in my in my <laughs> palm of my hand. Like every every uh, five periods a day, I can tell the same story five different times and see which way. It is. And so it, that's kind of my open mic. My open mic is my classroom. Yeah. So you've, you've you're you're doing the curriculum, but in between, you get to say you know, and like you said, you can work on your joke as you yeah. go through the multiple classes. That's like a, yeah. trying it out at five open mics. Yeah, exactly. A day, you know, and they love hearing my personal stories, you mm -hmm. know, the ones that are fitting to, to them. And um, it's kind of interesting, especially about my kids and different things. And they relate to, you know, video game playing and whatever the case may be. But it's it's a it's a lot of fun. And, and I didn't even realize that I'm practicing all these years, you know. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. yeah, you've been a performer. The yeah. material just wasn't it was a little dry. But right. Um, okay, so how can people find you out there on the internet, a website, your social media? How do people get in touch, learn about yeah. your shows? Well, I have a website, and it's um, Jessica Marie. I'm sorry, Jessica Miranda Comedian uh, dot com. That's my website, and then also on Facebook, I'm just Jessica Miranda, and on Instagram, I'm Jessica underscore Miranda underscore Comedian. So you guys can find me on any of those places. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you follow me and, and see the shows that I have going on soon. I guess JessicaMirandaComedian.com is like the first stop to see yeah. what's coming up for you, right? It's, yes, that's where I have all of my shows, uh, you know, um, current shows and future shows. My calendar's up there. And um, actually, my I'm really excited about my photo gallery because I'm just such a visual uh -huh. person. So if you ever check out my website, make sure you check out the photo gallery because I love those pictures that I have up there. I think you're in a couple of them, Carl. You're in a few yeah. of them from the, from the Big Red Buzzer show. Oh, wow. The Big Red Buzzer. Wow. We're going back then. Way that back. Was a great night. You really killed that night and you didn't get yeah. buzzed, right? You didn't get gone. Yeah, I didn't Did get you? buzzed. I, I, I actually came in second place that night. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there in a in a tuxedo judging you. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't go on you. Okay, so, Jessica, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do. Okay, we've all got our fingers hovering over the play button. So why don't you go ahead, Jessica Miranda, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Okay, guys, get ready to watch your movie. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. No, that was great. Great comedian countdown. And now the That's boneyard. Cool. And now yes. to the boneyard. And now the boneyard. And Nelson, hey, how many people are in this movie? Like three? Yeah. No, there was like five to seven. There's a Norman Fell. I yeah. caught that. Yeah. Easterman. Denise Young. I wonder if I could do a Norman Fell impersonation. Mine's all visual. I'm sorry. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I, you know, I just want to say I'm already mad at this movie. I mean, what a waste of your opening. Here we have an opening, and we're going to see black and right. the credits, and we hear creepy music. We hear scary music. A that, movie's allowed to do that. Of course, all movies are. But you're wasting a very important part of your movie. What is the atmosphere, the mood, the setting? Set us well, up. You can you take it. I disagree. I just, you know, if it's best, I love movies that just show me the title and start the movie. And then at the end, do the end credits. But if not, do all the proper credits. Don't give me a, uh, any tip of what it is. And then, you know, James Cumming, bring it on. Because okay. this is the image. Now yeah. it begins. He's entering the door. Yeah. 20. Just 420? I don't no, it's think four, so. It's 42. Yes. Yeah. 